1: Welcome to the Count the Dings Westworld podcast. I'm your architect, Anthony Mays, forging the entirety of this podcast with only one tool, the mistake. We've got our very own Bernardo's replica, complete with Hulk button accessory, Dave Schilling. The man in black constantly searching for the center of the maze, Jake Hoy. the smart meatball with an incalculable number of thoughts per second. That's a big number. Tom Rehaber Stroboem. Much more dangerous than she looks in rocking futuristic gala attire. It's Eden Lou. This week, we're bleeding out, drinking shitty booze. Westworld season three finale, Crisis Theory. Guys, sometimes I think that Westworld's pre-show, heavily edited recaps, are better than the show itself.
2: And the <laughs> post credits.
1: You could just watch the very beginning and the very end, and you might actually enjoy yourself. Wait a minute, guys! There was a post credits. <laughs> Sorry, I just
3: turned it off as soon as the credits ended. Did I miss
0: something? Are you serious? No. Oh. <laughs> Tom
4: warned us.
0: Tom well, warned us. I was like, I did that at the end of last season.
2: <laughs> I did it this time, too. I got so frustrated with the show, I turned it off. I had so much hope for this season. I really did. The concluding moments on the show, I was just I was so fed up. I just turned off the TV. I don't. I didn't even think about the possibility of a post credit season. And this is season three. I should have known by now.
1: No cold open this episode. Yeah. We'll start with William, Chubbs, and Bernard, the dream team. Why? They had the cold close. (laughs) Loop closer. Oh, yeah. Loop closer, Mace. It's the end of the line. I'm going to send both of you back to cold storage. Nice. I hate to say I told you so, Bernard. Chubbs! William shoots Chubbs in the chest. The gun jams. Bernard hits the Hulk button. William is into it. Bernard repeatedly open-handed slaps William. (laughs) It's the Hulk button fighting style.
3: Did he turn the Hulk button off? I did not see that. I just saw him stop being homicidal. Yeah.
2: yeah, I don't think he turned it off. He just, yeah. What? Oh, interesting. Could be
3: a a subplot for season four, guys. Who Who cares? He turned it
4: off in the meat meat lab (laughs) either, though.
3: I think he must have. When you have a a button, a switch, (laughs) you would assume that there's an off. You have to hit it (laughs) again to turn it off, right?
4: Didn't Jerry Seinfeld say, why do they call it a belly button if it not doesn't do anything when I push it?
3: <laughs> I,
2: I don't know who the, who said that. What's the deal All with right. the belly button? Seriously, <laughs> doesn't even turn off.
1: Heavily armored, SFPD arrive, William runs away, it's Lawrence, he's the final Dolores and he's got a vat of explosives. It sucked. Oh, I hated this. What a dumb cameo.
0: <sighs> yeah.
1: It was beyond pointless. He's also in San Francisco. So what about that Berlin thing? Was Lawrence just chilling in Berlin at some point? Does it even matter?
2: Mm -hmm.
4: But it doesn't matter.
0: No. He was waiting for the call up.
2: Guys, this was the entire show. Was what, who, why those five or four control units that Charlotte stole from the island. That was the fucking show. And none of it mattered. Lawrence just shows up at the last episode and it's like, hey, I was the other one. Why did we care about the control units if none of the characters cared about it in the end? Lawrence just shows up and hands a briefcase or whatever to Bernard. That's his entire existence? He's well, still it alive. was Dolores,
4: and, though. But it was I Dolores. I know it was
2: Dolores. But like, <laughs> it just seemed like if they're clones of Dolores, then we should care more about why each clone was meant to be like the story of Lawrence. What has he been doing? But he just shows up in the last episode in a very, very small role, I guess large in the plot line, but like for a half a second, he's there like, haha, like Scooby-Doo style. Like look who it is. Da, da, da. Where was this guy the entire season? It's not like it's beloved
3: supporting character, Lawrence returning. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> no one's like, oh man, I-, I wish
2: that guy would come back.
0: Yeah, he was so
2: fun. Like, where was he on your list of, ooh, I hope it's this character in one of those control units?
4: You know, other than Robert, there was nobody on that list. That's the thing. That was the fundamental problem about them being hosts in host bodies, rather. It's the kind of fan service I don't really care about. And I don't even know if it's fan service that appeals to many fans at all. But at least he had a deep relationship with the man in black in the series.
1: Yeah, but not an emotional one. No, but a a complicated He showed up in season two as well in a new part. It's just something that the show does even outside of the park is that any character can come back in a new role.
4: And in his defense, though, that was some of the better stuff of season two. Sure. But it didn't mean anything to Tom. yeah.
0: That's what annoyed me is that like we had all of this coming in from like last season carried out through this season. And it's just like at the end, it just didn't matter.
4: I was kind of more entranced by those. High tech cop outfits, really? <laughs> the,
2: the, the- I can't remember. I, I sort of have a vague recollection of a helmet, but did this this group of cops not <laughs> had have helmets had, too? No,
3: they had the
4: welder mask.
2: Yeah, they you take remember?
4: them yeah. off. And stuff. And they could, got
3: little it, uh, eyes on them. It's
4: cool. In fact, the guy who was with Lawrence he never even revealed himself.
2: Right. Like again,
3: yeah.
1: what? We got a lot of red shirts and extras in this episode, in particular. Like you said, Tom. Lawrence gives Bernard a briefcase. He also gives him an address. William is drinking a $20,000 bottle of whiskey in the lobby of a hotel covered in blood. Ain't life grand?
2: Which, with inflation, really isn't all that much. But go ahead. Yep.
1: (laughs) His money was frozen. He wants to globe hop in his jet and pick up Delos assets to form some kind of strange X-Men in Black team. If his money's frozen, how do you get that whiskey? They
2: recognize Uh Not all that much. At the door. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure. All right. <laughs> also, why did we not see him do any of this? <laughs> I'm going to go do all this shit. That's it. That's the last time we see him in the in the run of the show. Oh, such a great oh, point. Bernard pulls up to the address, leaves Chubbs to bleed out in the car. It's Arnold's old ass wife's house. She's got pictures up of a daughter and presumably a second husband and also a picture of Charlie. Dolores has sent Bernard here to make amends. Dave, what was it like to finally get a chance to really act for the first time this season in the last episode?
3: Oh, it was it was thrilling. You know, I, I was looking forward to this episode all season. And uh, I've got to say, it, it was great to have such a stellar uh, scene partner as Gina Torres. Even in that makeup, she's a beautiful woman. And uh, we've always had chemistry, I think, on screen. And I hope that you guys enjoyed what we were able to put together here. Wait, but
2: wasn't she a little, like, put off by the fact that you haven't aged in 50 years? No, she thought it was hot. She thought it was like really sexy that I looked so good. This
4: was a very strange scene. It really was. It was perplexing. Because on the one hand, you're like, okay, finally, Jeffrey Wright gets to do something. Exactly.
1: Oh, yeah, he's an actor.
4: And he's doing it really well. So she has dementia and doesn't recognize him on the one hand. But then sees through the fog and recognizes him, but isn't freaked out.
3: Is anyone bothered by the fact that they've developed electronic equipment to manipulate the human brain, but they haven't solved dementia yet? <laughs> <laughs> I assume Alzheimer's is still a thing.
4: I guess she's an outlier and they just let them go. <laughs> <sighs> I like the scene. She was grandfathered in to accept her fate.
2: Dave, you only like the scene because it serves as a way for him to act. Yeah, because you get to put
3: it
1: on your reel, Dave. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I liked the callbacks to all the stuff from season one. And I think it makes sense for Bernard as a character, as a programmed android creature that is programmed to miss his family. He gets yeah. that closure. The cornerstone
4: component of the story was satisfying.
3: I just it, wish it would. we had more time to spend on it this season instead of on all the bullshit that wasted my time. It's really
4: illustrated sort of the fundamental problem with this season is that they had these half ideas but unlike something like Better Call Saul where they come up with an idea and then figure out how to execute it, this show seems to come up with an idea and goes Whatever works, make it work. You know what I mean? And everything felt half-baked. It's like, okay, I mean, I can accept it as logical, but you didn't make it work. That's very well put,
1: I think. They talk about loving Charlie and letting him go. Then Bernard takes Chubbs to a motel and covers him with ice in the tub. Chubbs in a tub! It's a great scene. (laughs) Heartwarming, really.
0: Looking for some grip.
1: I'm bleeding out, drinking shitty booze.
4: He said he was going to patch him up in a minute. Remember
1: <laughs> that in the car? He's really back-burnering Chubbs here, man. I'm going to patch
4: you up in a minute. I just got to go meet with Dolores, who's going to be my ex. Well, I'm starting ex. to get
2: the feeling that Bernard's entire existence this episode is just to get that Drogon in there. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Bernard was here because they're going to need Bernard a lot next season.
2: I guess so. For the first seven episodes, what was his role? Just to have Chubbs alive.
1: To be an idiot who's like three steps behind.
2: Hiding the sublime.
1: Which we all knew that he had. Right.
0: Somebody needed to.
1: Right away, but no one else could figure out. Bernard says he doesn't have much time before the end of the world. He can sense Dolores is gone. There's a disturbance in the force. <laughs> Bernard misjudged her. She was trying to save the human race. The Seracs were just delaying the inevitable. Bernard is going into the sublime for an answer to what comes after the end of the world. You're a good friend, Stubbs.
3: Fuck you, Bernard. (laughs) Why is he so mean? Such a cute moment.
1: Also, is he a good friend?
3: No. I think it was sarcasm when he said you're a good friend. And that's why he said fuck you. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> what? So how are we gonna wrap this relationship up um let's just come up you're a good friend Stubbs. does that does that work yeah but he has to say fuck you bernard yeah let's just do that
3: i would assume there's gonna be a time jump from when bernard
1: wakes up is Stubbs gonna still be alive you uh, think we didn't see him in the shot but He's probably still in the tub. Chubb's in the tub. Chubb's kinda a tub. I kind of
4: wanted to see the bodega that they went into to get all that ice during the, the apocalypse. You know?
1: Where did they get <laughs> the money? I need about 30 bags of ice. Put them in the trunk. And four travel-sized liquor bottles, please. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even get a handle or something. He's in the tub. He's going to be in the tub. You might as well let him drink to his heart's content. Man, I hope Chubb spends all of season four in the tub. Give me Chubb's in a tub.
4: (laughs) Well, it was a A hotel, hotel. right? Wasn't it a hotel? That's why they had the the mini bar.
1: Yeah, hotel, motel, holiday inn.
2: Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it won't be a motel when Bernard wakes up and the apocalypse has happened. It's over. Yeah. The apocalypse is done, I guess. Yeah, you're
2: right. Yeah, You should probably figure out the termites above his head, right? (laughs) No, that's volcanic ash.
1: Mm. Well, it's clear that no maid came to check on the room so i'm sure that chubbs just bled out
3: the maid was irradiated along with the rest of human civilization yeah
1: this might be a dumb question there are no dumb questions here tom
3: why do these robots need blood they don't need it it's designed to make a better facsimile of a human being but why would they
1: die it's probably just more that his skeleton is damaged and his circuitry is damaged Through the skin and blood. I wish they explained that stuff better. This
3: whole show is a shittier version of the Battlestar Galactica reboot, where they at least made you understand the mechanics (laughs) of how these Cylons worked and why they looked the way that they did and what they could do and what they couldn't do. I have no idea what these hosts can do at all.
4: Well, it's interesting because Musashi got his
2: head cut off. What's okay about that is that we know what happened there. No, we don't.
1: No, we don't. I thought they were going to do something with Musashi's pearl, but that never came into play.
2: Well,
4: it's probably in play with Charlotte for next season, right? Because remember, she's creating hosts of some kind. And also, it might have given her the access she needed to do the things she does in this episode.
2: Again, that would be... Cool to include in this episode, rather than having as part of a post credit. We could have done with all the filler, just take out all the filler of this episode and just show me that.
4: The season, right? So much filler.
2: It
1: was only eight episodes. How could there be
3: filler? It's only eight episodes.
1: Speaking of filler, our main plot, Dolores is in her blue dress in Westworld, cut to her head on a new adamantium skeleton. Some people see the ugliness in this world, the disarray. I was taught to see the beauty, but I was taught a lie. Flashback to all her different roles, blue dress in town, white dress, Wyatt on horseback, gunning people down. We have a choice to make. Dolores is going to be the author of her own ending. Sebastian walks into Solomon's hangar and finds Dolores' control unit has been removed. Caleb is riding away on a motorcycle. Then we get a shot of the Rehobo map that's covered in black clouds. There's tons of divergences now. Caleb arrives at an Itai Doshin distillery in downtown Los Angeles. He opens a package from Delos and reassembles an upgraded Dolores Lego set before (laughs) he front loads the control unit through the navel cavity. Dolores is tired of the role they gave her, just like Ed Harris. I have not been able to get that Ed Harris interview out of my mind. Every time I see him on screen now, I'm like, this dude
3: hated this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so much. Apparently... Well, hold on. Don't you think
4: was frustrated, too? And there's an interview she did in Vanity
3: Fair. Don't you think it's weird, though, that he says, I'm so frustrated. I got to play the man in black. And now I'm playing the man in white. When that motherfucker ends up getting to be the man in black at the end of (laughs) the season, it was obviously going to play that character. This was all a misdirection. I told you it was
4: a misdirect last week.
3: You were absolutely right. He was messing with us.
4: I think he's serious, though, about being frustrated.
3: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Sure, I think you're right. But, I mean, obviously, he's going to be playing
1: a robot. Maybe Ed Harris's greatest role is Ed Harris, the grumpy <laughs> interviewee. <laughs> Turns out Delos used Park 5 as military training, and Caleb was there. There's a reason I chose you. Caleb's military buddies wanted to rape the robots, like Hanna Rio and Street Clothes. Dolores puts on a forearm like a glove. This was actually kind of cool. I was digging this. The skin suit. Buffalo it's Bill. Pretty- <laughs> <laughs> Caleb and Dolores discuss free will. The system identified you as a threat. So it drugged you and used you until it no longer served its purposes.
4: So what? you saying I don't have a choice
0: in any of this? The people who built both of our worlds shared one assumption. That human beings don't have free will. That's what I thought when I first came here. They were wrong. Free will does exist, Caleb. It's just fucking hard.
4: So, this is you freeing me?
3: No.
1: This is your chance to free everyone else. That choice is still yours. Honestly, don't know if I believe in free will anymore,
2: Tom. I don't even know what free will in this show even means. A lot of talk about choice and wanting to choose. William, for example, I feel like he should have been more integral in this episode about choice and all that, but he, I guess, just decided to disappear after the first couple minutes and then we only see him in the post-credits. Again, like I feel like he's a central part of what it means to have a choice. And we got a lot of it, I think, in the last episode or two episodes ago. It's hard to keep my mind straight about who's choosing what with Rehoboom and Serac and all this stuff. So in the end, it's just all
1: mush. Westworld and devs being two different papers on free will <laughs> really mm, yeah, came through yeah. in this finale, man.
4: I started watching an Adam Curtis documentary I hadn't seen before last night. And it was asking this very question, but in more realistic terms, given that we are slaves to our phone and driven by data. You know, I don't mind the question in a philosophical way, but again, the execution is lacking because their writing is so weak this season.
1: And it's
2: repetitive as hell. Yes, This is the theme I keep hitting on is everything felt so weightless because as soon as someone died, they're right back. Every time like Dolores or whoever died in this show, I was just like, whatever, she's going to be back in like 30
1: seconds.
0: Yeah, there are no stakes.
1: I really liked Vincent Cassell's performance most of this season, but he really lost me in this next scene. He's staring off into space then he suddenly realizes that the scene has started and he just recycles old exposition at Maeve. She is dangerous and outlier like my brother. <laughs> Despite putting his brother to sleep, like Rehobo said, Dolores still caused chaos. Ciroc wants the forge data, he still wants it, and to connect Dolores to Rehoboam directly. Sebastian shows Siroc footage of Caleb. How did we miss this?
4: <laughs> is the Ciroc fundamentally misunderstand what Is in
1: the Forge? He's a dumbass. I don't know what
3: he wants this whole season. I don't know what his his goal is besides to, I guess, kill Dolores.
4: Well, the data that he's after is all host data, isn't it?
1: No, he wants the human data. Did that
4: get sent with them or did they just all contain that data as part of their... Uh, reference material if you will
3: so you're saying that it's all in the same package inside of yes.
4: all those characters like Teddy and everyone had so many interactions with so many people right that they inherently possess that data
1: no 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 they are two different files basically and they're both <laughs> there's the sublime file yes which is where Teddy and everybody is and then there's the forge file oh which is them trying to replicate Delos. And the library... She has both of them. She had both of them. And presumably, they're both in Bernard. So
4: he's a Google Drive with a couple of folders. Yeah. Two
1: folders, yes. I don't,
4: Was that made clear?
3: No. Oh. They just keep throwing words around, and it just feels like nothing. <laughs>
1: at the end of season two, Dolores goes into the library, right? Yes. Fake Logan comes, and we see the library. And then, at the very, very end, they say... The Forge data is gone. Oh, okay. <laughs> and she sat, uplinked it wherever she uplinked the Sublime, which apparently ends up being Bernard.
3: Well, the Forge data is supposed to be part of the Delos Immortality Project, right?
1: Yes. He called it that in this episode, which it had never been called that before. Why? I wish they had
3: called but it his... that a long time ago because but that so... would have made it so much more
1: obvious instead of the sector 16 data yeah but here's
4: my problem why would dolores package the forage data if she's out to free humanity
1: keep it away from them
4: why not just delete it i don't know dude i don't know why is that something you need to transport
1: she needed it to find like ldj and caleb apparently
4: okay to that point For knowing who everybody is and having access to the history of all these people and be able to do the things she does, for example, in the first episode. I guess that would be a reason to to have access.
3: Here's another thought. This might be a season four thing. Having all that data means that you have a map of all of those people's brains, right? Mm -hmm. So you could improve upon and perfect, yes, the Delos in- immortality project and bringing these people back. She might be trying to recreate the human race so as hosts.
4: But wouldn't she just be Serac in that case, imposing yes, her will on the world?
3: Absolutely. That's why it's hard to enjoy the show because you don't like <laughs> anyone. They're all just like little dictators. They're just monsters. Mm-hmm. Even Caleb is set up to eventually be hated because he's going to be like john connor if john connor decided to be the emperor of humanity
1: and join the skynet if john connor dropped genre
3: john (laughs) connor
1: dolores and caleb walk through their nightmare of a world change is messy difficult dolores shoots dudes through an elevator door we'll take the stairs Dolores seems to have hacked the Rico app and is able to hire Merc armies and relocate riot clusters. She's spending money like crazy. She definitely just unlocked the do anything in Grand Theft Auto, like unlimited ammo, unlimited money. Yep. We hear Charlotte's voice, Dolores contacts Flickr and her hologram appears. Charlotte's all pissed off now and has fully diverged from Dolores. She's shed the weakness of her family. There's no time for that kind of sentimentality, she says. I really feel the same and wish that we hadn't dedicated two entire episodes to that kind of sentimentality. You hear me, Lisa Joy? You listening? I'm Mm -hmm. talking to you.
4: Mm -hmm. I kept thinking about your saying that, that line of Nolan's like, I just wanted a car chase, right? That's (laughs) kind of how the season felt. Like, I wanted to do this and I wanted to do that and I... I kind of forgot to tie it all together with story.
3: Yeah. He basically wanted to make Blade Runner.
4: We just retrofit all these different ideas into this loose plot that we hope you think makes sense and makes you want to keep going next year with us.
1: There's gunfire. All the Merc Redshirts get killed. Hologram Charlotte walking in slow motion for no reason. She stole some of Dolores's army. Dolores then has to outbid her to get rid of the last three guys. And she tells Caleb to get to Rehoboam. It doesn't matter what you did, Caleb. All that matters is what you become. Dolores guns down a bunch of dudes, heads out onto a land bridge. Maeve is dragging her sword on the ground. They start talking shit. Dolores is clearly annoyed with this, runs away from Maeve, and cuts her way through ten or so riot officers. for pile-driving one into a car, Maeve rolls her eyes, and, all right, I'll follow you down.
2: These scenes are so lame. These fight scenes just don't work. They don't work. I'm sorry. They're not at all. They're not exciting yeah. or fun. And
0: they're, they're not well choreographed either.
2: No. These 10 giant army dudes are just going to sit and watch as she plucks one after another. And I I don't know. I, again, it's Blade Runner. It's There's another movie that it calls to at the, the end. Club. and it's just, fight Club. Oh, boy. Yes. Fight Club. I don't
3: know if you guys have seen Strange Days matrix Uh, it's just every single strange days is a fantastic movie i remember it better than this better than this
2: (laughs) the fight scenes uh, there's even last episode with the helicopter and the blown off arm there's no substance there because we know that they can just they're like lizards they just regrow their body parts so anything that happens you're like ah whatever there's going to be another one somewhere oh, that they're going to action. Yeah,
4: I know what you're saying because I feel the same mostly in, it, in as much as I really am not that invested in the action stuff. I don't need this to be an action show. I just yep. want it to be a purely a sci-fi show. Battlestar did action incredibly well in yep. the reboot. Incredibly yeah,
3: absolutely. Incredibly well. The fight scenes in space. Yeah. The I'll never cat. forget that scene where they jump into the atmosphere. The ship appears inside yes. the atmosphere is yes. one of the greatest uh, set pieces in television history. You mean when
4: opinion. they're on Earth in season three or they're on that new planet, new Earth, new Caprica? When they're on it's new that,
3: Caprica and they yes. have to liberate everybody oh. and they jump yes. into, into the awesome. atmosphere. So I awesome. Remember this- in the
4: first season when they're running and they keep jumping?
3: That's right. the first episode, yeah, 33, every uh, every 33 yes. minutes. Those are shows that so are they, they, tense. complete television shows that have drama and, and pathos yes. and, and emotion. Yeah. This has none of that. And I'm going to make a very hot take declaration here. <laughs> I was the guy who was like, I can't wait to get out of the park. Season yeah. two How so do you feel funny. about that? <laughs> Fuck the park. Yeah. We got out of the park.
0: Yeah.
3: And all the magic and the mystery of the show is gone. The yeah. park was the perfect location for this show because it was all confined into one space. And everybody is in this map, in this video game world. There are mysteries to uncover and weird side uh, quests and characters. You can pull back and you can see the superstructure of the world and the people working and controlling everything in the mesa and all that stuff. It was perfect. Now we're in a situation where the action takes place everywhere. It's unfocused. There's hardly any characters, but none of them are developed. The show has spiraled out of control because they're not confined to that map. To that loc that one location. That perfect sort of idea of the artificial environment. So it's all gone. The whole the whole joy of the show is gone.
1: Lisa Joy is still there though. Alright. <laughs> you heard me.
4: Unless. We're not out of the park
1: oh my God. and
4: this is all a ruse down the line. Oh,
3: <laughs> uh, there's that old chestnut again. I wouldn't want that to be a surprise. I would want that to be a thing that I know. Cuz then I could at least, you know, understand the the rules of the game. In this television show, I do not understand the rules of engagement at all i don't understand what things mean i don't understand the technology i don't understand who i'm supposed to like or dislike i'm not understanding where we're going what the objective of any character is i don't know any of that so i'm just lost just like the writers are lost
2: but hey marshawn lynch takes a bullet it was yeah very sad (laughs) For, for jesse pinkman
4: Marshawn Lynch, though, take on those walls, those riot control walls. I mean, it looked like it's on the field. Yeah, it's like, yeah. A,
3: like a Patriots defensive lineman getting trucked. Yeah.
1: Caleb walks through the chaos, is eventually escorted by three security redshirts. Even if you get in, you won't get out. Dolores and Maeve fight again, Maeve is dominating, but then Dolores blocks the sword with her new adamantium arm. She does make a great point that humans built host bodies as weak as their own. Now, all of a sudden, Dolores is beating the shit out of Maeve, throws her like 50 feet, No look, shoots three police officers in the face. Boom. I don't want to hurt you, Maeve. No. You want to tear down their world and replace it with copies of yourself. You're all copies of me. I was the first of us, the first that worked.
0: The others failed, so they built all of you
1: from me. Another great point from Dolores here, that she is the true original. Dolores unleashes a killer combo, Roundhouse kicks Maeve, says no one is free. Dolores says Maeve can do whatever she wants as long as she doesn't interfere with Dolores' plans, but then comes to a grinding halt. Charlotte Hologram appears, seems to have built an override into Dolores' new adamantium body. Charlotte says goodbye, Dolores is frozen, and Maeve collects her. Caleb is still walking towards Insight. The riots continue. They're all over the street. They must have blown the entire extra budget for the whole season on this scene, Jake. (laughs) Yeah.
4: This show, they can look so expensive uh, at one moment and then so lacking in the next. There'd be scenes where you're just like, this is your riot.
1: The streets are full. And then around the corner, the streets are empty. A riot control droid appears and shoots gas canisters into the crowd. One more appearance for Marshawn. He gives Caleb a backpack and sends him to find Ash, who was trying to shut down the power grid. Marshawn beast modes his way through those plastic walls. Like you said, Jake, Caleb is able to easily reach the empty police plane giggles takes a bullet for him these poor guys what the fuck what a waste of characters
2: i know giggles
1: uh, yeah just yeah he wasn't (laughs) wearing his shirt so i didn't know what (laughs) mood he was in yeah come on dead that's the mood dolores is plugged into rehobeam's butthole (laughs) oh no (laughs) Siroc <laughs> calls the forge the Delos Immortality Project and he starts deleting all of Dolores' memories one by one. Caleb lands outside, has to shoot his way in with the auto aiming wrist rocket. He gives one last guard a chance to walk away, says, Don't die for them because he's the savior of humanity, y'all. Sir. Sure. But he kills five other guys. Caleb reaches the hub, is about to upload the data, but first he has to fight Simon. Simon plans on killing Caleb with a wire like Patty O'Brien from Austin Powers. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Patty O'Brien, ex-Irish assassin. His trademark, a superstitious man. He leaves a tiny keepsake from his good
0: luck bracelet on every victim he kills. Scotland Yard would love to get their hands on that piece of evidence.
3: Yeah, they're always after me, lucky charms. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Why everyone always laugh when I say that? They are after me lucky charm. <laughs> what? It's a television commercial.
1: <laughs> Dave, you're a wrestling fanatic. What is the term for the move where Caleb snaps in Sebastian's neck? Uh, I don't remember what he did. I, I have no idea what he did. A neck breaker? Sebastian, like, runs at him, and then Caleb flips him over, and then he snaps his neck on the stairs. Yeah, not quite a stunner.
3: Yeah, that would be like a uh, a Rude Awakening almost. Or maybe a Sling Blade. That's another move. I don't know.
2: Rude Awakening sounds like the title of one of the episodes in season four. Oh,
3: <laughs> shit. That's what Bernard is in for when he leaves that
2: motel. Oh, you didn't know?
1: <laughs> Maeve shows up. Caleb gives her the hard drive. No one plays with the large ball, darling. More recycled exposition. Maeve takes Caleb down to the Rehobo butthole. <laughs> Siroc tells Caleb that Dolores tricked him in order to play the role of savior, hero, but it's a lie. Caleb asks Rehobo about Solomon's strategy, and it displays mass casualty events, population collapse, and the end of human civilization in the next 50 to 125 years. Okay. Okay. Bernard could have woken up at any point in the next 50 to 125 years.
2: I'm sorry to get all deep on you guys here, but is Caleb really going to be shook by the world ending in 125 years? It's a long time away.
3: I'd imagine if... (laughs) if,
2: It doesn't seem
3: like anyone cares now, so you have a point.
2: Oh, no. In 125 years, it's all going to collapse. It's all collapsing right now!
3: Yeah, everybody just keeps picking their nose and... Watching fucking reality TV.
1: Ciroc crushes the hard drive with his boot. Maeve says she charges by the hour. Ciroc's red shirt can't find the key to the Sublime or the Forge. Maeve Bluetooth and is able to overhear Rehoboam feeding Ciroc lines through what looks like a watch battery sewn into the back of his earlobe. So Siroc isn't a hologram, Tom. He's just an obedient puppet. But it's the same idea. It's the same core concept.
0: Uh, Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, he's barely yeah, he's, more than a hologram. He's just a meat host.
2: Oh, there you go. Okay. A meat it's host all, of the Rehoba butthole?
3: <laughs> but what you just described is almost kind of a fun science fiction idea. That, <laughs> hey! That they completely glossed over. But don't you think it's cooler to have it be just a pointless reveal on the
1: last episode of the season so you go... <gasps> <laughs> Not a single gasp. At my house on Sunday night, (laughs) we were gaspless. Serac whips out the garage door opener, brings up Maeve's daughter again. (laughs) I was really having trouble at this point. Dolores (laughs) is almost completely erased; only jumbled data remains. Maeve takes her hand. All that's left is a memory of Dolores alone in the field. Serac asks Caleb where the key is. Tells his red shirts to kill Caleb and erase Dolores. Dolores screams and is. Surged into the rehobo butthole (laughs) Maeve joins Dolores In her field memory
0: I understand your anger with them And maybe you're right Maybe they shouldn't exist But is that really our decision To make No I was angry at first Torn between two impulses We can annihilate them
1: or we can tear down their world in the hopes we can build a new one. One that's truly free,
3: then we can bring the others back.
1: Dolores gave the key to Bernard, finally convinces Maeve to switch teams because she remembered the good things. There's a lot of flashbacks. We see Teddy. Floris chooses to see the beauty after all, and then she disappears, erased. Except
3: for all the other copies that exist out there that are still her with all her memories. (laughs) Right. Just saying.
4: It felt like a goodbye scene, though, didn't it?
1: Yeah, her contract's up, right? It was so baffling to me, because... Dolores is maybe the only character that I actually liked this season.
4: Well, she's not leaving the show, I don't think, but they no certainly way. want you to think so. Is the Jon Snow move? You know, Ugh,
3: that sucks. sucks. So stupid. What you're describing sucks.
4: <laughs> My describing <laughs> sucks.
3: Name? No, the the thing that you are describing, not the way that you're describing it. <laughs> right? The I idea mean, that they give her this beautiful send-off and it's like, yeah.
2: ah, psych. She's alive. That is the show,
3: Dave. I know. I know. I cannot be fooled anymore. I know now.
4: She might be trapped somewhere going forward. Hale's got control of her. Lawrence is running free. But But wasn't Lawrence
2: working on behalf of
1: Dolores? Lawrence is a Dolores. He's not like changed like Charlotte. Charlotte's the only one that changed, which is something that I complained about earlier in the season. Her emotional baggage is the only thing that Diverted her from the rest of the crew. Well, right. she's the only one that had to play a real person. She's the only one played by Tessa Thompson. Yeah, no, because that
4: yeah, she Ke- Collins was yes. a
1: real person too. Yeah, what's his face? But
4: evil, I guess. Well, though yeah. Hale was evil. Well, public.
3: Hale had a family, right?
4: But she was not a good person.
3: But Dolores, as a character, is yes. very motherly, isn't she? Yes, she's caring and and warm hearted and kind. Except when she
2: talks like this. That's that's
3: right.
4: Well, what's funny is that Hale has become Deathbringer. Right. She's now turned into the dark Dolores.
3: Because she lost her family. The only thing that Dolores in the park cared about was her dad. And the beauty. And 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 the beauty. (laughs) Painting shit.
4: (laughs) The thing that they didn't do well is they didn't really explain why it was necessary for Dolores to keep her counterparts in the dark. It seems that the plan was always to sacrifice herself as well, that getting herself uploaded into Rehoboam and sacrificing herself for the cause was essential to the story and something she always knew, or at least knew was possible.
1: It's the ending that she chose to write.
4: Why wasn't everybody just on the same page?
3: Well, I guess you could ask why didn't uh, Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy tell their actors what was going to happen in season (laughs) three of Westworld?
4: (laughs) Because they might not have signed on.
1: (laughs) Bingo! Same answer for both questions. (laughs) Maeve starts to kill a guard. Sarak hits the garage door opener. I'm disappointed, Maeve, but not entirely surprised. Maeve Bluetooth and explodes the garage door opener in Sarak's hand. The lights flicker out and Maeve kills everyone, illuminated only by the soft glow of the Rehobo Butthole and gunfire. Caleb asks why Maeve switched teams. A flaw in my programming. I was built with an affection for hopeless causes. Then when she looks at Dolores, we were never friends. We had different stories. I never really understood her or her plan or why she chose you. (laughs) Same.
4: Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on, though. I got to backtrack for a second here because when they're dragging off Caleb to kill him, but then they spend five minutes just jostling each other.
1: So Rock is holding a gun to Caleb's head. And then he says, nah, you guys kill him.
4: Yeah, right.
1: Just shoot him in the head.
4: I'm done killing people in this show. Yeah. Where were the guys going to take him to kill him? Why couldn't they just kill him right there and then? Yeah. Like, why do they have to bring him somewhere? And why, when there's two of them, can't they manage to get out of the room with him?
2: He <laughs> literally to Jonathan just, Nolan. I just wanted a strobe light black yeah, scene. <laughs>
1: I just (laughs) wanted a strobe light scene. I wanted to kill a lot of people, but I didn't want to see it. And I just wanted the lights to be from the gunfire. So it was kind of trippy. It it looked cool. It looked cool enough, sure.
4: Yeah. And how useless was the samurai sword? Oh, my God. The entire season.
1: She's dragging it on the ground that she's going to dull that thing, man. What kind of
4: weapon is that?
3: Well, it's from her experience in the Shogun world. She's taken a liking to...
1: (laughs) She has an emotional connection to that place, Jake.
3: Okay. She really was touched by her experience in the Shogun World and now has claimed that she's culturally
1: appropriated samurai culture for oh herself. <laughs> Shame on you. Caleb was selected for his capacity to choose, literally, just like Lily and Dev's Eden who is a more deserving chosen one (laughs) who's more special
0: man i guess caleb because lily sucked so much we (laughs) had i really couldn't cheer for her at all caleb at least is trying he has heart he wanted it more you know he Mm -hmm. he made it to the end of the game (laughs) at least without me just totally like trashing every character move he made
1: it helps that caleb isn't a a sabotager of relationships. Yeah. But maybe he did. That's another thing that's an unanswered question. But
0: he was like manipulated <laughs> in the past.
1: Okay. So like, he's a victim. He was
0: clueless of his actions. Yeah, he's a victim.
4: <laughs> uh, he's kind of just there too, though, right, Even I mean, going along with everything.
0: Yeah, yeah, but he didn't drag an innocent guy into the situation with him. He was the innocent guy that got dragged into the situation, it, he right? He
4: did kill his <laughs> robot friend though, remember?
0: That's right. I, he I sacrificed don't know, guys. he didn't he hesitate to sacrifice his coworker robot. took a hard fall <laughs> there. <laughs> his buddy. I, I think in
3: this season we're all victims, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. When you think about it. <laughs> no. yeah. I mean,
4: Lily was cuter.
3: That's oh, true. Speak for yourself. Caleb had better <laughs> clothes. <laughs> Who had who had, but they were uh, in the
0: future, that's not fair.
3: Who had a better weave?
1: Her <laughs> Aaron Paul. They have about the well, same length of hair. Her hair was yes, shorter.
0: Same. I, they her hair same was shorter. Hair
1: Maybe it's the same weave. She had yeah. the Caesar. <laughs> that pompadour
3: he was rocking is just is, looked like a <laughs> look like a little dog
1: died on him. Like a Pomeranian passed away on his head. Another flashback to Caleb's training in Park 5. Turns out Dolores was there, and Caleb isn't a robo-rapist. So that's good enough to get chosen to be the savior of humanity. You don't rape the robot women. Serac <laughs> is not quite dead. It's just a flesh wound. <laughs> the hoboom! alert the police. I need help. Serac <laughs> has been locked out. Caleb has control over hobo now. When Dolores surged into the Rehobo butthole, that was Solomon accessing it. Caleb has Rehoboam erase itself. Sirak is hoping his brother will speak to him and they just leave him. So I guess he's not dead either. And we leave Dolores dead on the platform with tubes coming out of her body. Maeve tells Caleb about her daughter. Fucking shoot me in the face, please.
0: If I have to hear about Maeve's daughter one more fucking time.
1: So at the end here, she says... But it's all good. We'll see each other eventually. So she's cool with it now. If they fucking bring this back in season four, if she says one word about her daughter,
3: I'm going to lose it, man. She will. Don't worry. She will. It's in her programming, man. All
4: they had to do was have Serac take her over, make her do the shit she was doing this whole season, subtracted the sublime thing from the motivation, and it would have been fine. And then Dolores... When they clasp hands, wins her back. That's all they had to do.
2: Did we get a good explanation for why Maeve was so transfixed by Sirax' motivation to get her on his team? No. It's literally just the daughter stuff. But isn't she smart enough to know that that was written into her code, and so he's just manipulating her? You'd think she would have changed that when she changed everything about her code in season two.
4: Well, the thing is, don't forget, season two, they made the case for the host achieving consciousness and wanting to be free. So they had become attached to their cornerstones. So that's fine. But the way they wrote it out just was a drag.
1: Especially with the ability to blow up the garage door opener at any point.
3: There's not enough attention paid to what these things are. They are not people. They are machines with programming. The writing of the show has just forgotten about that and said they're people. Now they're people and they have motivations and interests and emotions and all that stuff. They're just people. Yeah, they there's are. There's nobody around to say, you're a robot and you have programming. Well, there's William, though. <laughs> yeah, but Sirak is, is the one that talks about them the most and has the most interaction with them from the human race. Well, they, and he never says, like, you're a robot. I could just robots, turn you off.
4: They're not robots, fundamentally. They're AI sure. achieving enlightenment. But
3: right? we need to be reminded of their programming if their programming is meant to be a plot point, which it is because Maeve's programming and her love for her daughter were a major plot point in season three, even though we haven't seen her daughter all season. And we don't even know who she is. She was just a little girl.
0: What?
2: What?
1: <laughs> Are you ready, darling? Huge explosion. This is the new world, and in this world, you can be whoever the fuck you want. You met me at a very strange time in my life. Oh, wait, no, she didn't say that. That's Fight Club. (laughs) It would have worked. Pink Floyd credits. I
4: like the Pink Floyd, by the way.
1: So Maven and Caleb are our new season four duo. What the hell? Eden, are you as mad as I am that Dolores and... Caleb didn't even make out. Absolutely. I was absolutely. It was such expecting. a weird scene. When she's just got the head on and she's talking about her sexuality. Yeah.
2: No, it she's worked.
1: like, yeah, but you want to take advantage of me at one point. Didn't he, wasn't he the
2: one who saved her from being raped? Yeah. Well, that's the thing is uh, she's testing him.
3: She knows all this stuff about him already and she's messing with him.
2: I got to say there was some
0: chemistry there. Wasting. Well,
3: don't worry, guys. I wrote a uh, a five page Little story share with the discord group,
0: little fan fiction, yeah. A little little, Caleb
4: erotica. little erotica.
2: You might call them K Loris.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm here
2: your- now. He's insider, some way.
3: Let's just say some information gets downloaded.
0: Oh, you got
3: mail. Oh, yeah, freeze all motor functions <laughs> on my face. <laughs>
1: Damn, what happened on this week's featurette? Then we'll do the post-credits.
3: Bunch of bullshit. Uh, let's see. Mostly explaining <laughs> how they pulled off all the big action scenes. You know, They talk about the director and, and how they were able to pull off. I think the director was someone who had done a lot of commercials, and that's how they were able to pull off all this stuff with very little <laughs> money spent on it. And it looked like a commercial. It really did. I kept thinking about how this show is really devoid of any sort of authorial intent or style. It is just beautiful to look at and instantly forgettable. Whereas you watch Blade Runner, you watch Brazil, you watch any you know great science fiction movie where yeah. there's fantastic architecture and you're transported into a new world
4: christopher, nolan, christopher nolan
3: yeah if yeah. you watch even batman begins you're transported into a different world and it really sticks with you what these places yeah. look like yeah i don't care what la looked like it's, it felt like they they talked to a couple futurists and said yeah they're gonna start growing trees on the on the fronts of the buildings and stuff but okay
4: <laughs> that is a thing
3: yeah no i know i've seen yeah. i've seen all kinds of mock-ups of buildings like that and yeah. they're gonna start doing those those sorts of developments in L.A. There's already some on Sunset in West Hollywood. I just watch it and I feel nothing. Yeah. And so this d- director did a fantastic job of making it on budget and on time.
1: <laughs> I got really upset when they compared the riots to Burning Man.
3: Yes. Oh, make it look like Burning Man. I got to go back to Strange Days. If you haven't seen it in a while, you should watch yeah. it it yeah. does all of these things so much better and if you yeah. if you hired someone like Catherine Bigelow who directed strange days and yeah. uh, zero dark 30 and hurt locker to do a season of westworld like this one it would be so much more exciting because it would have some sort of panache and interest visually or emotionally, that this season simply did not have because they just hired a bunch of commercial directors and said, make sure this gets done on time and on budget. They also talk about the scene with Gina Torres and and Bernard We brought her back and we made her look old. It was such a beautiful scene.
1: I also loved when they were talking about the riot sequences and they said that the director of photography is obsessed with drones and wanted to feel the drone presence.
2: Weren't drones a thing like eight (laughs) years ago? Again, none of that works. It's just window
3: dressing. Where science fiction movies that do work. You can say those things. There's a feeling to it that just doesn't come across here. If you well, wanted it to feel like you're living in a panopticon and people are watching you and that stuff, great. But I didn't get that sense at all from this.
1: Tom, you know what that word means uh, now, thanks to Ethan, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ethan used it every other page in his book, which you they should were- go read. It's called
2: The Victory Machine. <laughs> I heard it's very good. I can't wait.
4: There were some holes for me in this. So, so. You don't Caleb, say. So, Tell Caleb. Me more jumps into the police, flying the police machine. Whereas Dolores needed to grab a dead guy off the ground to do facial (laughs) recognition, to drive a truck away earlier in the season. Wait, Caleb's just hopping into a police chopper. Like it's an Uber. You can just climb into and take off in.
2: When Caleb was trying to get into the building and he's like, I just need your key card. Yeah. To get into the insight building. Yeah. The logo of insight is a fingerprint. Yep. <laughs> and key you card. need a key card. Courtyard. Marriott card. Yeah. He didn't blood. need to
1: inject himself with yeah. that dude's blood to get in the building. He just needed a card. The
2: insight logo is a fingerprint. <laughs> And all you need is a piece of plastic.
1: Didn't it kind of look like the
3: maze a little bit? You mean the fingerprint or the... The the fingerprint looked like the maze.
1: Tom, you sound like you're really incited by this. Good one, maze. Oh, (laughs) boy. (laughs) I get it. All right, let's do these post-credits. William walks into Delos in Dubai. They've set themselves up here to breed. William heads down to the lower level research lab where he finds Charlotte. She kept her fucked up arm skin that looks like a full sleeve tattoo as a reminder of people being shitty. Yeah, I know who the fuck I am. You're executioner. I have a role to play now. I'm going to save the world. That's how Ed Harris actually said that line. He did not take (laughs) his time. He was trying to get through it. As soon as possible.
4: It was was a one take wonder.
1: (laughs) He cut (laughs) her off too. He didn't even wait for her to finish her line. He's like, we're getting through this. Done here. Charlie believes Dolores made an error in her path and reveals an MIB host who walks out in slow motion. Ed Harris fights himself again, says his park personality was his real personality, then slits his own throat. Welcome to the end, William. Lights flicker on, endless hosts being built. Cool. Part two, Bernard is covered in dust, finally wakes up, emerging from the sublime, no sign of Chubbs in a tub. Not cool.
4: Okay, back to the first scene timeline. I read this as pretty much got out of that hotel, got on his self-flying plane, whatever, and made his way to Dubai. He's got the blood on his cheek or whatever that mark is.
1: It's a scar at this point. It's Pointing a stain. The-, the stain. I
4: didn't see the this stain. as being far down the line. No, I don't either. Yeah, Not yeah. as far down the line as whenever Bernard is waking
1: up. Certainly not as far as that, but I don't think it's in the same length of the rest of the episode because one, Charlotte is building a shitload of hosts. So it has to at least be a little bit of time because she had to relocate to Dubai. She had to get all that
4: going. Well, she could have been in Dubai the whole time and that's how she was projecting herself.
1: Right. I mean, they never really explained that. That so. is another big hole. We also don't know how long it's been since she got blown up. So two episodes ago, the cliffhanger was that
2: Charlotte survived. She was still burnt somewhere doing things. And then we just dropped that. And we got the hologram, Charloris. We never found out what happened to that,
4: not even a hologram, only visible to Dolores.
2: Which, what? She gets those blue eyes, you know, those
1: those, uh, White Walker eyes going? The contacts activate. How did she repair her skin? How do you selectively not repair some of your skin? Yeah, but where did she go looking like that?
2: And why does she need memory (laughs) if it's already built into her fucking code? Why do you need a a physical representation of that abuse if it's already in your, I don't know, to look scary? Like I said, that's it.
4: For the hosts, it's not even like the memories are distant memories, right? Everything is present.
2: Yes. Yeah. And so why does Westworld have these big cliffhangers of like, Ooh, what happens to the Charloris now that she's burnt and she's vengeful and she wants to take it out on Dolores? And they like create a hologram version of it, which is l- totally less cool than if the burnt body, corpse of Charloris comes back and starts kicking ass. Instead, we don't see any of her for the rest of the the rest of the season. And then the same thing is like Chubbs is actually alive, and then he serves no purpose. For the entire season, other than just create some, ah, he's drunk. He needed someone to talk to Bernard. Right. That's all.
1: They're best friends,
4: Tom. And also, (laughs) this was the second season that ended with Ed Harris descending into the bowels of a building.
1: Okay, so let's connect those two post-credits real quick, because I think this actually does give some insight into that. Nice. Future... William, from the end of season two, is a host. Right. Yes. And now we have this host body. Yes. And it seems like Charlotte put the real William data in this body, because that's what he's talking about. So maybe she's solved Fidelity.
3: Well, she was re- replacing her own skin. She's also <laughs> solved The mystery of immortality. I don't know
4: that she solved fidelity or that she's picking the right people with whom fidelity can work.
1: So she's created a drone, William? That
4: William is really so simple. He's fundamentally simple. And maybe the problem with Delos was that he was too complicated to boil down to a replica.
3: That sounds good, but we just saw an entire episode about how William has multiple personalities.
1: I think it's safe to say, though, that William's season three arc was absolute trash.
3: Trash. Yes, absolutely. I think we can all agree on that. It was horrible. He is
1: the worst, quote unquote, good guy ever. Yeah,
3: yeah, totally.
1: He didn't do anything! <laughs> he what? decided to be a good guy,
3: and then they slit his throat. I What's assume it? he's actually going to be dead, right? This is it. i
1: for- Oh,
4: oh au contraire real- mon oh. frère. I don't know that he's dead.
1: Oh. That's why I want to know about the timeline. I want to know what William we start the season with next year. Did right, you right. see his head on a stick?
2: No. Nope. No.
4: We didn't even see how much of a cut that was on his <laughs> neck. Like-
3: Oh my God! It could
4: have been ah! nothing. It could have been a flesh wound, like a scratch. I want
1: Come back here! I'll bite your legs off.
4: That wasn't Littlefinger getting executed, you know?
1: Yeah. And then the Bernard shit. So it has to be what a fifty to one hundred and twenty-five years in the future.
4: No, I think that's too far.
1: Bernard's I mean, like, oh. it's possible. It's possible. That's when the apocalypse event was. Predicted by Rehoboam.
4: Yeah, that could have been all a lie. That could have been a smokescreen.
1: So Dave, when we see you next season, are we going to see you in the sublime or are we going to see you in the post-apocalypse or a little of both?
3: This is a fantastic question.
1: I would like to hope
3: that when I wake up in that motel room, the show starts, next season starts there. Mm -hmm. and we don't spend a bunch of time with me gallivanting in a field You don't like wheat? (sighs) I like bread, but I don't like fields of wheat because there's nothing to do in them, and I feel like if they do spend any time in this simulation of heaven for these hosts it's going to be deathly boring
1: But Teddy's there, and Maeve's daughter Yeah, All my friends are there
4: Why did he have to go there?
1: dude what do you see? He said the dumbest shit. I'm going there to find the answer for after the apocalypse. What are you talking about
4: What happens after the end of the world?
1: It's a bunch of decommissioned hosts in a valley. I don't know. I mean <laughs> maybe I've been they, built the, maybe they Maybe they built the civilization
4: there. Go after. He learned how to fly fish. <laughs>
2: They could have built something. <laughs> Maybe they rebuilt Sweetwater or whatever the town was called. <laughs> rebuilt. What did we want from this season? Like now that we've watched it, the opposite of what they gave yeah, us. Yeah, what we
0: we <laughs> not we didn't get it. Whatever we wanted.
2: Yeah,
4: I don't know how to answer that question myself. I mean, the optimist in me is hoping it's a transition season that they flunked on but they they can build off of going forward. I'm not entirely confident they can do it because it's been diminishing returns since season one. I don't know that these are the kinds of writers that can do that, but it seemed like they have an end goal in mind of some kind. Mm.
1: Yeah, they want Maeve to hug her daughter again.
3: (laughs) (laughs) If that's the last shot of the show, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. agree.
0: After all this buildup, it better be shit. (laughs)
3: we're down on this show right now. I think we were all down on it at the end of season two, two years or something passed between season two and season
1: three. You have to assume three or four years. Oh my God. Season three and season four. That's what Bernard is waking up after the coronavirus,
3: It's the quarantine. Yeah. If this show is at all popular anymore, there would be tons of memes about him waking up in quarantine (laughs) and stuff, but nobody cares anymore.
2: By the time this season returns, We aren't going to be zooming video. We're going to have a hologram of Dave waking up with dust on
3: him. I think we're going to be excited for the show when it comes back, because I was so miserable at the end of season two. Yeah. And as soon as that trailer dropped for this season, I was like, here we go, baby. They gave me what I wanted. (laughs) It's in the future. This is going to be sick. And then it sucked. But I think as soon as they drop that first trailer for season four, I'm going to
1: be chomping at the bit, drooling. It's possible that that's true, Dave, but I seriously considered walking away from the show after this episode. Me too. And Maze,
2: I asked Pablo Torre, last night I said, are you watching Westworld? And he said, yes, I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) But it was still a yes. I asked him if he could be on the show tonight, but he has a—he's like a two-month-old at home, so he couldn't—he couldn't, he couldn't it, do it. It all but,
4: depends. I—I will be back.
3: Uh, I, will I will be back too. I will. am going to keep. It's—it's
4: it's oddly the tentpole HBO show, which it doesn't feel like, you know, but—but but it is, and they will try to do something exceptional. It doesn't mean they oh. will.
0: What? What are but you talking They will about? try.
2: They will try, Tom.
1: Maeve and Caleb are going to lead their defrosted army of the outliers from the Mexican desert against the host army that Charloris is building in Dubai. And they're going to fight in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean and the seas are going to part. It's going to be awesome.
4: I mean, it's funny, but it's kind of turning into Game of Thrones. They got to unite everybody (laughs) to fight (laughs) the army of the hosts.
3: I was going to say it's like the stand.
4: Uh, the stand
3: and that there's these two forces aligning yeah. on separate continents and they're going to have some sort of end of the world battle. I'm going to keep watching it. it
2: if is. I watch season one again, I'm going to get so just lustful. Is that a word? Yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah. it is. Cause oh, that, yeah. that season one was They've so used good that
4: word in his story that he's going to reveal. <laughs> in
3: My porno story. Yeah. yeah.
4: Well, Tom, let me ask you this. Where would you put this against season two? I think
2: because of the fatigue factor, we're coming after season two. I feel like it's got to be worse because it seemed like we were on a rebound and it didn't rebound. The ball just deflated. That it makes it even more disheartening that we didn't go anywhere. Coming into season three being like, okay, the writers screwed up season two and season three is going to be a makeup sex.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, the old makeup sex. Jake, it sounds to me like you're asking for a rating. <laughs>
2: Ooh.
4: Yeah. Can you remind me, Maze?
1: You gave Westworld Season 2 a 7.0. Same. Wow. That's oh, pretty wow. high. Wow. Pretty high.
0: High, yeah. Well,
1: I gave it a 6.5. Five being the lowest.
3: Oh what? between five and is five those, is the lowest? Five
1: is that's the not,
0: lowest. That's
3: not even I, a real thing. I'm going and with a five. Our that's not our two. thing.
4: Dave, Dave, no. You cannot give something a five that you say you're gonna watch the next season of. Sure again. No, no, because five is the worst possible score.
3: Okay, then I'll give it a six. Thank you. About a five and a half. <laughs> I liked this season better. Interesting. Season
4: Interesting.
3: I liked it better because it was so much dumber. <laughs> What? It was a lot of fun just to pick it apart with you guys and, yeah. um, and, and groan at every. Shot and
2: Freud of it all. You were idiotic. That? That. I like
3: bad movies. I like anything that is a noble failure. And I, I think this is a noble failure and that they were trying to make something cool. <laughs> they wanted the to make
2: something. The Nazi oh, occupied Italy God, scenes. Like, stop, What the fuck was stop that? it. No. Yeah,
3: yeah, I remember. I remember they de- dedicated. Remember
2: Hector? Stop! He yeah. came back. Stop!
3: <laughs> yeah, the season was bad, but bad in such a vigorous way. There was so much enthusiasm behind how bad it was that I couldn't help but enjoy it. <laughs> the robot
2: season... that ran through the field and got shot down—that was holding the Mave. Yes, control yeah. unit. Oh two man, it was
3: ponderous and pretentious and dull. And ugly, and at least this was like fun and stupid.
4: Well, they had the higher moments in
3: season two, were oh, totally agree. There are some yeah. really stellar moments in season yeah. two.
2: It Remember Sizemore? More Sizemore. I love Sizemore. Yeah.
3: I miss Sizemore. He,
2: what happened to Sizemore? He died.
0: It was a simulation.
2: Yeah. I thought he was remade into another.
4: <laughs> no. uh, well, at least they didn't tell us it was all a simulation, right?
1: That's coming later. Oh uh, yeah, they're saving that. They're, season four. They need they need more juice for that reveal. I'm gonna go six point
4: five maze.
1: Yeah, I gave season two a six point five. I think I have to give this one also a six point five. Yeah, seven is kind of my watchability line. Yeah, yeah. And this is just below it's like that. Fairly. Yeah. <laughs>
4: I mean, it was watchable, but it's not rewatchable.
1: Oh, God. And I've rewatched too many episodes. This it's terrible. Season. It's
4: unrewatchable.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Chubbs, man, Chubbs really had quite this, this the character arc, man,
1: in the season three. Whatever the opposite of being funny is, <laughs> he was off the charts. He was incredible.
4: <laughs> what this show really needs is a new writer's room.
1: Seriously, they need to cut all of the emotional connection stories out the entire Charlotte motivation, the entire Maeve motivation. It's hollow. It doesn't ring true with anyone and they're wasting everyone's time. Yeah. Eden, you want to rate season two and season three for me?
0: Yeah. Season three, I'll go 6.5 as well. Between a six and a 6.5. I'm leaning towards 6.5. Season 2 was like a 7 to 7.5. I'll go 7.
2: If there's no mixtape of Chubbs on the internet somewhere flying around, (laughs) I'll be highly disappointed.
3: (laughs) I assure you that there is no (laughs) mixtape.
4: Damn it. I assure you. You got to wait for the erotic fiction.
2: Remember the
0: time? Erotic fan fiction, yeah. Remember the
2: time where he showed up and was like, Hey, forgot about me? <laughs> he just got his ass beat. Yeah, yeah. We, we did indeed forget. <laughs> what a season, fun. guys. I had a great yeah. time talking to It was you. fun. Yeah, it was fun, it was fun yeah,
3: talking I l- about it. I looked forward to venting about the
2: show, <laughs> spilling my spleen. What's the critic... Goal, like consensus on this season. is Are people killing it? People loving it? Either what are people saying out there, Dave? Either it's complete crap and how
3: dare you make me watch this, or it's alright. There's no one who's like, best
2: season ever. No. no okay. I don't think so.
3: Across the board, no one is saying that. There, there are critics and, and journalists who are crying about the fact that they have to continue watching it. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, I had to mute people just because I was like, just shut up about Westworld, man. I get that it sucks. Just watch Westworld and shut the fuck up.
4: Yeah, it isn't that hard to watch.
3: Yeah. No, it's not. It's not it's that, not that bad. bad. That's the it's thing about it. bad. Yeah. There
4: are many things that are much harder to watch.
2: I think because it, it prides itself as being a cerebral, futuristic show, we raise our... Bar of expectations.
4: Dude, but this is where this is what I said early on, without the strong puzzle box factor, Mm
2: -hmm.
4: that component was really weak this season. That at least season two was still trading on that. This season, after the mystery of the the Dolores, it was like, whatever. All the reveals were like you said, Maze, whatever. (laughs) You know, not a big reveal. Lawrence, Bernard, even the moment of him meeting his his ex is like yeah, I know I'm supposed to feel something. There was no big reveal at all. And even Maeve turning back to a line it's you're like thank you, it makes sense. Not satisfying.
3: I guess the reveal is that Caleb didn't sexually assault a robot. <laughs> right, well Very me too. Guys, yeah. why don't we not? do that. You know, maybe we should just go to sleep.
2: And then they were all like, all right. right. Okay, you know, dude. Good, good call.
3: Bloodthirsty <laughs> savages. Up until that one guy was like, nah.
4: And that's where Tom goes, you know, she's just a robot.
3: Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> she can't feel anything. Yeah, it's just awful. Awful, awful, awful stuff. It's
1: been a... Journey to the center of the maze on this Endless Maze podcast. It was a mediocre season, but this was a tremendous pod. We were never friends. We had different stories. I never really understood you guys or your plan or why I chose you to be on this podcast, but I do not regret my choice. And so, for Dave Schilling, Tom Haverstrow, Jake Coy, and Eden Liu, I'm Anthony Mays, and we'll see you in 50 to 125 years when we wipe the dust off of our heads and do Westworld Season 4. Freeze all motor functions. Hi. Hi. Oh,